To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Well, thank you so much, Nixon, for reading. Um, and let me add my uh, warm welcome to you all uh, this morning, um, especially if it's, it's, so many, it's so wonderful to see so many new people here. And if it is your first time, it is especially wonderful to see you here uh, this morning. Well, let me say straight away that I absolutely love Christmas. Um, my wife even called me Mr. Christmas uh, the other day. We've, um, we've, had the, we've had the Christmas tree up since uh, mid-November. People in our house home group will know that already. We've watched Home Alone twice, um, and we've watched, uh, we've watched Die Hard as well at least twice so far. It's only the uh, 17th of December. Uh, what's wrong with me? Um, I absolutely love everything about Christmas, and I'd love to hear uh, what you guys love about Christmas. So what I'd love you to do is, for 30 seconds or so, uh, just, why don't you discuss with the person sitting next to you and ask them what they love about Christmas. And then I'm going to come round with the lollipop, with the microphone, and I'd love to hear what you love about Christmas. Off you go, 30 seconds. Right, 10 seconds left. Okay, right, we're going to pick up somebody at random. Who wants to, who wants to tell me what they love at Christmas? <laughs> I think I'm going to ask you. Okay, we've got a new person here as well. Um, what's your name? What do you love about Christmas? Lavinia. I love cooking for my family. Cooking for the, um, Lavinia's family. Excellent, excellent choice. Anybody want anything different? We've got two more options. Okay, brilliant. Here we go. We've got a youngster at the front. What do you love about Christmas? I love spending time off school. Wow, that is... I I don't really know how to say that. I used to be a school teacher, but uh, yeah, but that's excellent. Yeah, I don't think you're alone in saying that. One more, one more. Hands up, hands up. Last one, last one. Okay, here we are. Here we are, another one. What do you love most about Christmas? Presents. Presents, excellent choice. Yeah, I love presents as well. Um, Lynn, tell me, oh, she's just gone to the loo, but she can tell me which one. You know, one, one of the things I love most about Christmas is uh, spending time with family. It is it's one of the best things as well. And look, whether it's, the par- whether it's the Christmas mood or the party food or chestnuts roasting or party hosting, Christmas, I think it really is the most wonderful time of the year. But let's be honest, over the last few years, we haven't had much to cheer about, have we? I remember um, Christmas 2021, when we were dragged back into lockdown for the COVID crisis. I remember Christmas 2022, and the war in Ukraine was in full swing, and Ukraine was in crisis. And now Christmas 2023, and more war, and the cost of living crisis. Now, leaders have a lot to answer for, don't they? My question is, what kind of leader do we need in a crisis? What kind of leader do we need in a crisis? Well, I think our Christmas text from the Bible has the answer. 
Because these words were given at a time when God's people also faced a crisis of leadership, just like today. And so these words that Lixin just read out, actually, were a prophecy, they're a message from God to his people, delivered via a human messenger called Isaiah. And so we're travelling back to Judah nearly 3,000 years ago for our Christmas text today, 700 years before Jesus, to a tiny nation in the Middle East. And the crisis here was the advance of the Assyrian army. And they were the world superpower at the time, and they were swallowing up all of the nations around them. And this tiny nation state, Judah, was let next. It was a totally desperate situation. Look at how Isaiah, our messenger, describes it in line two. He describes it as darkness. And you can imagine why, can't you? They were right in the middle of war. But to make things worse, Judah had a weak, faithless, and corrupt leader. Meet King Ahaz. Instead of accepting God's offer to protect him and his people, King Ahaz chose to bribe Assyria. This leader trusted him in his bribe rather than God's promise to save. Here we have a leader who fails to look out for what's best for his people. So what's going to happen to this tiny nation-state, Judah? Well, what we're about to see is truly remarkable. Let's look from line two again. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fueled for, fuel for the fire. It's an astonishing picture. It's a complete reversal. Joy, light and, re um, and rejoicing. There's nothing dark, nothing depressing, nothing disappointing about this promise. It's full of light, joy and peace and hope. But where's this hope coming from? What kind of leader do we need in a crisis? Well, we find out in verse 6. Let's take a look. For to us, a child is born. What kind of leader do we need in a crisis? The answer is a child. It's there in verse 6, isn't it? It's not a misprint. For, for to us, a child is born. So the solution to the world's biggest problem is a child. It must be a misprint when you think about the extent of the problem. Assyria going and, and, and eating up all of, the, all of the nations around them. I think about my 18-month-old. Can't even be trusted for 10 seconds with a, with a bucket of felt tips. So, so how is this child going to be the solution to the world's biggest problem? Well, our Christmas text that Lixon just read is going to tell us why. It's going to tell us what this, this child this king, this future king, is all about, what he's like. So here we are. You might have noticed here we've got six 
boxes here and six descriptions of the king. And we need some help opening them. So if you'd like to open one, put your hand up and I'll pick you. Here we are, straight away. We need to open box number one. Okay, um, young lady, do you want to sit at the front? Why don't you come over here? Okay, we would love you to open up this box and tell us what's inside. You can just open it up like that. What's in there? A crown. Fantastic, really good. Why don't you grab a seat? That's fantastic, thank you very much. You can just put that, pop that there, that would be fantastic. Thank you very much. Really good, we've seen a crown. So let's look, at, look, let's look again at verse six. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Now, we just sang um, Away in a Manger, didn't we? Um, and I always get really, really sentimental uh, speaking to my, uh, singing, singing this to our daughters when they go to sleep, especially at this time, when we think about the little baby asleep on the hay. But there's absolutely nothing sentimental about this child, is there? Because the government will be on his shoulders, because he will rule. This is the king we've been waiting for. Let's see the next thing we learn about this king. We need another volunteer. Next person. There we go. There we go. You can come up. You can open up this box. What's inside? Why don't you show everybody what that is? It's an arrow, fantastic, thank you very much. I wonder what that means. Let's have a look, let's pop it there. Thank you very much, young man. Thank you, let's pop it there. Hopefully it'll fall down, nearly fell down there. Good, well, um, here we are. So we've got an arrow there. Well, let's see what that, what that means. So next part, next, next part of our promise. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Well, adults in the room, there are lots of things in life, aren't there, where we just don't know what to do. You know, part of the problem in this broken world is that we've got so many different options, so many different, it's really difficult to know what to do. But this king always guides us in the right direction. He is our wonderful counsellor. Now for the next uh, characteristic, we are going to need a really, really, someone really, really strong. Okay, someone really, really strong. Okay, would you like to come up? There we go. Would you like to come up? I might need to give you a hand. Here we are. Do you want to come up? Or somebody else wants to come up? Somebody really strong. Um, anybody wants to come up? Yeah, you can come up. Right. Okay, I will help because I don't want to get in any trouble. Um, here we are. Do you want to come up? What's in here? This is actually too heavy for me at the moment. Here we are. This is really, really strong. What's that? Well, I'm going to hold it with you. Do you want to show everybody what's that? Does anyone want to know what that is? What is it? It's for exercising, very good. You've just really, that's really, really good. It's called a kettlebell. And we'll set prizes for guessing actually whose that is at the end. It's not mine. I'm not going to say whose that is. Maybe the person whose it is actually might reveal it to yourself. Why don't we grab a seat? We'll go on to the next one and I'll tell you in a second. Why don't you grab a seat? We've got two seconds. Let's grab a seat. Thank you. Brilliant. So the next thing about this, this person, um, let's read what it says for the next part of the promise. Mighty God. This is mighty God. This is the God himself coming to rule. Mighty God is coming to rule. Now this king is stronger than the biggest superpower ever. He's stronger than the biggest bully at school. But there's no need to fear because this king 
is mighty God himself. Let's take a look at the next box as well. Box number four. Who wants to open up box number four? Okay, go now, Lily. You can come up. What's in there? Right, do you want to show everybody what that is? It's a picture of two hands, one bigger hand and one smaller hand. If you just pop it there, I'll tell you, I'll explain what it means in a second. Now, that is, let's have a look at our text. It says, this child will be, this God himself, this king will be an everlasting father. Now, isn't it wonderful um, to have a dad uh, looking after us? The problem is some of us will know very, very painfully, won't we, that you'll be sitting down at Christmas uh, and our dad's not there anymore. Um, when we've got good dads, um, it, they're, they're brilliant. Dads, but not all dads are good as well, but here's the best dad because he's kind and loving and it's everlasting. But we'd never be without him. That's the most amazing thing. Everlasting father. Let's take a look at the next slide. So if you're filling these out, here we are, we've done number four. And last, last two, who wants to open up the next box? There we go, you can come up. It's just this one in here. What's in there? Oh, very good. Who, who read, that's a really, really good one. That's a really, really fun one as well. It's actually a dove, there we go. But it's a little bit bigger than I think probably it would be. It's a, a touch bigger. Thank you so much. That'll be brilliant. So it's a dove. I wonder why a dove's there. Let's have a look. Let's have a little read of our next um, text. So here we are. He will be Prince of Peace. That's extraordinary, isn't it? Imagine switching on your smartphones and scrolling on your smartphones and seeing no more war, no more illness, only peace. Imagine that, that's impossible, isn't it? But not for this king. He is the prince of peace. But what's more, this king provides peace and reconciliation between us and God, the peace we really need. Let's look at the final box. Who wants to help us with the final box? Final box. This one's a fun one. Hands up. Okay, come up. There we go. You can come up again if you want. Two for the price of one. Very good. What's in there? Oh, wow. Do you know what they are? They are digital scales, very good. I don't have the old school. I'll, tell, I'll explain it in a second why that's really important. Okay, so we've got digital scales. Let me read what it is. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on forever. Now, some of you will know um, that I've just said that I used to be a school teacher um, and for about eight years, um, and without doubt, the biggest outcry from children was if it wasn't fair. I don't know whether you can, it, it rings true for you guys, but we all hate injustice, don't we? This king will rule with justice and righteousness, and never again will we say that it's not fair, because line seven, there we go, line seven, it says that he will rule with justice and righteousness forever. 
So ladies and gents, what sort of king do we need in a crisis? Well, they needed this child, God himself, to bring hope in a crisis. And it's the same for us today, isn't it? We also need this child, God himself, as the ruler of our world. Well, who is this child? Well, he's the baby Jesus, born in Bethlehem, 700 years later from this prophecy. And eyewitnesses recorded in the Bible extraordinary things he did as he walked the face of the earth 2,000 years ago. And you can read it for yourself in the Bible, this book right at the back there, if you haven't looked at it already. You can read it, read it for yourself. You can listen to it on Spotify. And as you see these eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life, you'll you'll find out that he's far more extraordinary than you once thought. He's far more surprising. He's a phenomenal reader, leader. But his most astonishing act, his crowning moment, was to take himself, take upon himself the punishment that others deserve as he dies on the cross. What kind of leader does that? Jesus is the leader we need in a crisis. How could we turn him away? But of course, you see, the fact of the matter is, some actually did. See, King Ahaz and his people missed that opportunity. They missed that extraordinary salvation because they failed to trust in God's promise. See, right now, we all have a reason to believe, don't we? because God himself came to save his people in the person of Jesus. He died and shared his risen life with us and he is reigning now. But of course the extraordinary thing about God himself coming to be king, the extraordinary thing about him being the leader that we all need, the one we all long for, the one who sacrifices himself for each one of us, Well, it means that if he is king, well, then it's time for all of us to take off our crown and recognise him as the one true king. My question for you is, will you recognise Jesus as king this Christmas? Well, let me take this opportunity to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Um, It has been a delight to, to see some of you. I'd love to chat to you at the end as well. And let me hand over back to Richard.